Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Guess what happened to me? Guess what happened to me? Guess what happened? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, now listen, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little disclaimer now. I do not know if my deodorant is going to last. But listen, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Listen. Oh, I'm so excited. Do you? Okay. Breathe. You know, you sh- or you should know by this time that when I get a download that gets me so excited that I get that vein in my forehead, you know it's finna, it's getting ready to be fire. Let me explain something to you. The Holy Spirit is bomb. I'm talking 808s. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? Okay, I'm so excited. No, literally, and I and I know sometimes you think you like. She playing around. No, seriously, I'm sweating. Like you don't even you don't even understand. I had the best and most groundbreaking talk ever. And this is why sidebar talking is therapeutic for me. Like literally, I get the answers to the tenth wonders of the world that way. You understand? So let me just go ahead, because I know you like. Okay, if you don't tell me, I'm finna get in my car and come over. And I don't want you to come over because I'm not dressed. Okay, listen. So I was watching a video. I went on the Instagram, you know, web, and I saw a video. My husband does videos and TikToks and things of that nature. He's that guy. Leave him alone. He's somebody grandbaby. And I was like, hmm, my husband and I have different approaches to how we handle speaking and social media and all those kind of things in the way that we speak. I'm more of a I don't really want my face out there all the time. You have a nice day, okay? Because sometimes her eyebrows don't be all the way done. Sometimes, you know, the chin hairs be doing what it needs to be doing, and that's my business. Have a nice day, according to my friend Tabitha Brown. Uh, and my husband is just like, yo, I don't care, no haircut. Like, <laughs> this is what y'all getting. Y'all getting the grandbaby that I am at this point. Have a nice day. And what I can was trying to coin it, my husband was someone who did radio in college. So he does the, you know, WQHB, whatever that is. Like, he has that voice. Like, if he ever w- was to play around and do it, you'd be like, no, you did radio for real. Like, seriously, what was what was the headquarters that you used to work for? I can't do that. I am more of a, hey, girl, what's up, bro? Like, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm, you know, we going to road trip it and talk it all day long, but I'm not about to... um. I don't like spotlight and things of that nature. And so I said to him, I said, man, you just have like a spotlight anointing. And he was like, well, what do you mean by that? And I was like, well, I just feel like, you know, you can command a crowd. Like, for instance, Beyonce, because she's my favorite grandbaby. Have a nice day. She looks different on Saturdays than she does when she's on the stage for homecoming or performing or something to that degree. And, and and that is an anointing. You don't just go backstage and go, say a prayer, and then, hey, Like, that's not, that's not how the steps go. Everybody can't do that, okay? I, I don't care uh, how anointed I think I feel. I can't go behind nobody's stage, take a deep breath, say a prayer, and come out and hit the notes um, upside down. <laughs> 
because I have a humble assessment of self. You understand? And I was just looking at my husband. I said, you have that. There's been times that I've seen, you know, him preach or do whatever. Yes, that grandbaby is somebody's preacher. And for me snagging that grandbaby. Uh, and he'll tell me afterward, like, y'all was nervous. I'm like, really? Now, I could tell by the, you know, the the Red Sea puddle underneath his armpit, but that's his business. We don't gossip about nobody's grandbaby. And I could tell by that, but I could not... I could not tell. Let me explain something to you. Uh, me, you're going to know I'm nervous, okay? You're going to know it because um, you're going to see the knee buckling. I don't care. <laughs> it's no way to hide that. It's going to sound like I'm on the, on the brink of crying. Like, And then um, you know, you're like, bro, she either cold, I'm talking Arctic in her spirit, or um, she's going to cry and break down. Like, it's not, <laughs> not going to work out for her. But you can definitely tell the paper's going to sound like, you trying to make a church fan? Like, would you, I don't really understand. It is clear. So I was like, man, I really, in being honest with myself, will feel some kind of way if I felt like that was something that I had to hone, knowing that that wasn't me. And so that was a conversation that I was having with my husband because he's the iron that sharpens me when I'm having like, you know, these question marks and things of that nature. And so my bottom line question was, do you feel that the thing that I recognize as man, that's not me? Do you feel that in order to please God, I would have to force myself to like that. And my one example was, I remember that one time, a couple of times in his sermons, actually the one that I heard this morning to be exact, because I listened to a little, you know, something inspirational in the mornings. And I heard Joel Osteen say, you know, before his father passed, he never had any dreams of being a preacher. He didn't go to seminary. He wasn't doing any of that. He His role was to make sure that his father looked good for when he went on TV. He was Joel Osteen was the behind-the-camera guy. He made sure that his dad had on the best suits and that the lighting was good. And so that's why he knows so much about TV and all of that because he did that for, I believe, he said 17 years for his father. And so my question to my husband was, I don't want to feel like the thing that I just can identify like, man, that's not me. That the only way to please God is to be on, be uncomfortable to that degree. Like if I know I don't like calamari, I don't want to feel like the only way to please God is to eat calamari. And so I told him, I said, my truth and my heart's desire is that you can put your thumbprint and your imprint on a thing without declining or saying no to God. And so my husband and all his awesomeness said, well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this, whatever God has for you, you literally already have it in you to do. He is not going to ask you to do anything that you are not equipped to do. And then we began to have this conversation. He said to me, because we are in the process, the beginning stages of going ahead and just taking the big leap and customizing a home for our family. We just feel like at this point, everybody is Shaxillas, okay? We're all tall, okay? The average bathtub, the average toilet, the average counter just does not work. And at this point, I feel like I am trying to live in a kindergartner's uh, dollhouse. And, you know, it's a little wear and tear on the back, and you got to, you know, massages and chiropractors, it costs. And so if you're going to keep costing, might as well go ahead and put that in a pot and just customize a home for ourselves. And so my husband used that analogy. He said, 
said, you can take what God is instructing you to do and you can customize it yourself. He said, because I have never seen in the Bible where God has told someone, you're going to do it like this. You're going to do it my way. And there's no other way to do it. And I said, uh-uh, mm-mm, because, you know, his wife always got something to say, but she's somebody's grandbaby. Mind your business. I was like, mm-mm, Noah. And he was like, no. <laughs> he did not tell Noah. And this is the conversation that I'm getting ready to have with you. When that man told me, um, God didn't tell Noah where his family should sleep. God didn't tell. I said, time out, because I got the Bible. <laughs> the same Bible you read can put it, pull it up right now, sir. And I went to go ahead and do that in Genesis 6. And I said, OM Chisel, somebody grandbaby is going to get kissed in the mouth. Okay, I'm not going to, because I don't want to be fresh, but I'm excited. I ain't going to hold you. Listen to me. <sighs> Literally sweating. Okay, let's just jump right into it. Genesis 6. NLT version you know how we do so we're gonna go ahead and just jump down let me see it says the story of Noah by verse 9 but I think that I'm going to jump down to actually no let me see uh okay Genesis 6 the world goes wrong I'm trying to get to the point where he was like listen this is how many cubits you getting ready to do it sir so in Genesis 5 that's when we learned about Noah and how old he was and he was 500 and them things and then it gets to God being like you know what get ready to wipe off the human race I think I'm over it sir okay so let's just go ahead and I will do verse 9 this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. 10. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. 11. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> it still is, but I digress. 12. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. 13. So God says to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living things, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. 14. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. 15. Make the boat 450 feet long, 70 feet wide, and 45 feet high. 16. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the inside and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. 17. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. Hate to be morbid, but let's keep going. 18. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So into the boat. You and your wife and your sons and their wives. 19. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. 20. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to, keep, come to you to be kept alive. 21. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. 22 so Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him let's go back hmm? 14 build a large boat from cypress wood 
and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Um, sir, where you want me to get the uh, cypress wood from? Hmm? Like, is there a shop that just sells cypress wood? Like, is a cypress wood depot? Like, how how much it is? Uh, and where am I getting this tar from? Approximately how much in weight do you think that the tar, like, am I going up to the cypress wood and tar industry and I'm just saying, hey, can I get five gallons of your best tar because I'm getting ready to do something um, right before the world ends? Like, how do I ask for that? And can you give me exact measurements? And God was like, I said, cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. When you say decks, like, are you saying like an, an, inside porch like a balcony type of deck like when you say like so what do you 15 make the boat 450 feet long 70 feet wide and 45 feet high okay god thank you because now you get you specify <laughs> i need specs sir <laughs> i got any i need the details because like just the random like how you doing it i don't really know and then um 16 leave an 18 inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat put the door on the inside and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Let me explain something to you. If you are a planner or anything that remotely is close to the analytical mind, you are looking to be told exactly what needs to be done. You prefer the school list, shopping list type. You need three spiral notebooks. You need a binder that's one and a half inches. You need three crayons, four pencils, two and a half erasers with the bite mark at the bottom of one of them. You also going to, like, you like the checkoff list of, okay, I got it all done. And I feel like, God goes ahead and he tells you exactly what is imperative for you to know. And then the rest, he wants you to do exactly what he did, which is pretty much create it, make it your own, put your own spin on it. Because there's no way that I would have known, uh, never have doing this ever in life, where exactly should all the animals go? Like, do you want me to put, like, I don't want these animals to um, eat each other. And then I'm in trouble because now nobody don't know what a parrot is because I, I put them next to um alligators. Like, I, I, it makes sense to me to put the heavy animals on the, you know, lower deck. Like, you know, the elephants, like y'all, if y'all go up there, y'all gonna, it's going to fall. And then now we're not going to have any bees or anything else because I put them in put them in the wrong spot oh my goodness and I think that type of mind overthinks it I think what we have to go ahead and do and what my husband laid out so effortlessly for me was God wants to give you a custom design he wants to give you the blueprint but he wants you to put your spin on it to make it a custom design he told Noah Go ahead and build this large boat. Let me tell you the particulars that you need to sustain this boat. You're going to have to make it three decks. You're going to have to put the window here. Make sure the door is there. And then also make sure you bring enough food for y'all. But I want you to go ahead and put your own design on how you want to do it. How you class them. How far away you put your family and your sleeping quarters away from the noisiest ones. However you want to do it. Once it gets to the inside of it, I don't really need to be a part of that because you gave me your yes and so I'm going to go ahead and bless whatever it is that you do even if you veer off a little bit to the left to the right however it is you don't have to be stuck on I have to walk a straight line I have to do it exactly the way that God did it and that you're so scared to do a thing that you actually almost 
kind of flirt with disobedience. Because that's the same thing that went ahead and tripped Moses up. Moses was like, okay, you want me to go back to Pharaoh to say what? <laughs> um, but I can't really talk that good. But I can't really. And he started overthinking it. I would have respected Moses more now that I understand this custom design. If he would have said, okay, I'm going to go. Um, but I'm going to let my hair grow first because I don't want anyone to recognize me because of what I did 40 years ago. Like you can give God your yes and still put your own spin on it. And it's hilarious that I'm actually bringing this up. The Holy Spirit is bringing this up to me now. My family and I read Joshua the other day for when we, we do our own little family Bible studies. And we read about, I believe his name was Jepeth and he was supposed to go ahead and help everyone fight the Ammonites. And so God went ahead and gave the Ammonites over to him and he got, you know, he won and he was, God got the glory and everything was all perfect and awesome. So in his excitement, Jepheth was like, Ooh, and it's in Judges 11. He was like, Ooh, um, or 12, Judges 11 or 12. And he's like, Um, God, you know what? You're so great to me that whatever comes out of my house, uh, as I'm going back to my land to go ahead and celebrate the success that you gave me for defeating the Ammonites, um, the first person to walk out of my house, I'm going to sacrifice it to you. I'm going to sacrifice that person to you, God, because of what you did, the sacrifice that you made for me. Now, why he would say such a thing, I do not know. But I know that back in the day, you, you better let your yes be yes and your no be no. So because he went ahead and said that, he had to go ahead and make it. And so as he's making his way downtown and going back home, guess who comes out like, you did it. You did it. You did it. You did it. Hey, you beat the Ammonites. You did it. His daughter. He literally looked at his daughter and was like, oh, my God. You have brought me so much sorrow. Why did you, why did you do that? Why did you come out? I told God, I told God that whatever comes out of the house will greet me and at any time I'm going to have to sacrifice it. So then he went ahead and he cried and whatever. And then the daughter was like, well, if you can give me two months to go ahead and spend some time with my friends and, you know, cause I, she never married at that point. And the Bible says that she was a virgin and you know, all of that. So she was like, bro, if you can, Give, give me two months to go ahead and celebrate life. Like, just give me 60 days. I'll, you know, go into town, celebrate it with my friends, let everybody know, you know, it's been real. But, uh, you know, uh, my father got to do what he got to do because he said something to God, and I don't really know why, but I'm not going to ask no questions. And give me two months, and then I'll come back, and you can sacrifice me then. And Jephthah was like, cool. And do you know that she, he let her go for two months? And then when she came back, he sacrificed so even in that, you can still, thank you, Holy Spirit, you can still keep your yes to God. You can still go ahead and say, I, I gave you my yes. I'm not walking in disobedience. I'm keeping my word for the word that you gave me. I'm going to go ahead and do exactly what you said to do. And I understand that you're not going to keep me in this strict um infrastructure that only someone who is filled out to the max can fill you're going to allow me to keep my yes according to my wiring do you know how free that is 
how freeing that information is because a lot of us feel like if it don't look like whatever we have in our head maybe it was an example that was given to us maybe we're looking at somebody else who's already walking that out and we feel like oh you know I'm so far from that that's not my personality type that's not my I don't even know how who I'm how I'm gonna be able to do that and so you cage imprison yourself from something that God is like I just wanted you to put your own spin on it put your imprint on my plan for your life and let's go ahead and do something dope I'm giving you the I'm the architect I want you to be the builder I'm gonna bring in what you need I'm going to go ahead and bring the resources and the networking and no money just that's not going to just fly. I'm going I'm but I'm going to bless you. If you work for it, I'll go ahead and bless you and I will align those things to come into your life to go ahead and fulfill the blueprint that we are carrying out together, but I want you to put your own spin on it. The thing that is going to be needed to sustain what God has for you, if you don't have it, it's on its way. And oh my goodness, I'm like, this is so freaking good. Do you know how many people decided or opted not to go to school, graduate school, whatever the, you know, their, their undergrad, whatever that may look like, because it, it doesn't look like how somebody else did it. That's why I was so excited the other day when my friend just went ahead on, on Instagram and posted her little flashback Friday situation and had her two babies in her hand and was like, you know what? It wasn't traditional and it wasn't ideal but she got it done she she graduated from being an accountant and she was the top of her class in an honor situation and it was like oh my gosh she did it she gave her yes God brought the resources and she but she made it a custom design that's why some of our relationships aren't going the way it's supposed to be because somebody done told you how you get a man, how you keep a man, and nine times out of ten they're not happy with their man or the man is not there hmm church okay I'm gonna be quiet I remember when I was in the beginning stages of my my marriage, and I think I told you this, I had people telling me how I was supposed to dress for my husband. How I was supposed to make sure that, you know, certain things went down in my household. And this is the only way to keep it happy. And it's hilarious to me because I can honestly say um, almost the entire percentage of the people who were telling me things were single females. The wisdom actually came from the married women that were like, you have to just make it your own. And I never knew what that meant. What do you mean making my own? It's a way to be married, right? What, what does the statistics say? <laughs> you know, the statistics say what? Like, tell me what the, what the blueprint. And it's like, no, no, no. God already gave you the blueprint. He wants a man and a woman to be married. He wants them to make sure that the husband loves the wife as Christ loves the church. He wants a woman to be submissive to her husband, which simply means that she believes in the fact that he can lead the household because he is a communication with God. And so whatever the mission is that God gives a husband, the woman is under that, which is sub. So I'm submissive to your mission. It's a submission. And pretty much, I want you to, to be literally the covenant on earth I want this to be the relationship that God can pour into he gave you the blueprint nowhere in the Bible that I read how you were supposed to dress what your date night should look like how many children you should have where you should be living 
You know, I don't think she should stay at home. I think she should stay home. I, there is God said, listen, this is the blueprint to marriage, but put your imprint on it. No, not imprint as in, you know, you can add other people to it. None of that. He gave you the imp, the blueprint to sustain it. He just wanted you to customize that design. You know, I only read twice in the Bible when it came to children. And God was like, this is exactly what you're going to name your baby. Okay. Um, Mary, come here. You, you busy? Okay, great. Uh, you finna have a baby. It's going to be a boy. Uh, remember that commercial? Mary had a baby's boy. And you are going to name him Jesus. Okay, bye now. Okay, that's how it's going to work. Also, Elizabeth uh, Hezekiah, real quick, you're going to have a son, okay? His name is going to be John, and that's how that's going to work out. Also, now I'm thinking about it, three, uh, Abraham, I want you to go ahead and have this baby. His name is going to be Isaac. I just want everybody to be okay. But uh, I don't, like, God wasn't coming down each time. Like, let me see him. Oh, that's definitely a Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got the mm-hmm. Def- Let me see. Okay. That's a Cynthia. Very well. He didn't tell everybody what they should name. He pretty much just said, yo, the blueprint is that you multiply and you divide. Okay. And that uh when a man marries a woman, that he leaves and cleaves from his nuclear family and he goes and creates this life with this woman. But never did he say, uh, and y'all can't have an apartment, you gotta go get a house, okay? And also don't be having her on no mass transportation, like bro, that's not protecting and providing. Like what you doing? Never he gave you the blueprint. Put your imprint on it. So that to me was so freeing and I'm gonna be unveiled to you my discomfort was I don't like being in the spotlight okay but I am not oblivious to the fact that I have an anointing that draws the people that God called to me in and so the concern that the enemy was trying to make a fear because I don't subscribe to fears I identify hmm that's a concern and I have to work through it the concern was Am I going to have to automatically now, out of the blue, develop this okayness with being in the spotlight? And immediately I said, you know what? If God decided one day, I want you to go ahead and, because my dream is to go ahead and have an arena of women. And I'm just speaking into their souls and God's allowing me to say what needs to be said. And I'm healing them and they're like, Oh, I actually got a breakthrough after speaking to you, after hearing you speak. But like that will be my pink made it like just. Yeah, it's ready. And I'm excited. And and I and I've just literally followed just I'm combusting at the seams. Like just I made it. You understand? I, I did what I was called to do. I am faithful servant. Like and that's just it. And I will walk away happy. And that just will be my thing. But it would have to be in a way that doesn't feel like I'm on a stage. It would have to be very intimate. Like, I love these conversations with you because to me, these conversations are intimate. It's just you and me. You understand? I love that feel. I am not wired to feel like a Beyonce where I understand that I'm performing or that I have an anointing for several different people in a way that makes me have to put on something extra that's not already on me. And so I said, if God ever called me, when God, let me correct that, when God calls me to the arena of women, it's going to feel exactly like this. It's going to feel like a theater, 
just calm one-on-one I want people to be in the nosebleeds and feel like they sitting right next to me I want people to literally sign in virtually that couldn't make it for whatever the reason and feel like I got the same nuggets like I was sitting in in the beehive section and so for some reason the enemy was trying to make me feel like oh no 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 it has to look like Sarah Jakes <laughs> You understand? Like, you have to be up there. Like, what you doing? Oh, you're going to make yourself small? Or you're going to... And and once I spoke to my husband, then it became clear, oh, my gosh. As long as I give God my yes, as long as I go ahead and say, God, however you want to do it, like, I, I'm, I'm literally... You said just give you your my yes and amen. As long as I do that and I'm not walking in disobedience, you're, you're saying to go ahead and build it, but you're telling me to make it a custom build? God, I got it. And I want to free every single person that the enemy even tried to put in any kind of bondage because you have a picture in your head or you were subscribing to the picture the enemy gave you in your head and you looked at your ingredients and you looked at the qualification in your mind and you were like, there's no way that jump is too big. I'm going to drown. I rebuke that in the mighty name of Jesus. You have exactly what you need. You are exactly who God called. There was no mistake. There is nothing in you that you like, but but I don't do good with, you know what? We live in a world where you can get information and you can pull people and you, you can network and you can do all kinds of things. Whatever you're not great at, there's an errand on the way. When Moses told God, listen, bro, I stutter, sir. I don't know what to tell you. He was like, no problem. I'm going to send Aaron with you. And nowhere in the Bible does it highlight Aaron more than Moses outside of Aaron making that golden calf when he wasn't supposed to. But that's somebody's grandbaby who won't be gossiping about him. But let me explain something to you. Your mission does not get overrolled because somebody else was stronger in something that you're not. I already know off back, I am not... I don't have a desire and I'm not good at networking. It's not my thing. I don't want to feel like these relationships are only happening for business purposes. None of that does something to me. It actually feels like pain. Okay, so if it's pain, then hire someone that it, that's actually their passion. God is not asking you to be the Jack and Jill of all trades. He's asking you to give his yes so he can go ahead and start networking. No one never said anything to him. Like when I read that chapter, I didn't hear no one say anything back. I didn't hear or see anything that looked like, oh, my gosh, um, sir, I don't know where to get all these animals. I don't know what to do. I don't know this, that, and third. It was never any of that. It was like, you know what? And I love the fact that I even acknowledged this, that Noah was strictly like, let's get the building. The way that I would have been prior to this conversation is, okay, so hold on. Where do I get the cypress? Where do I get the tar? And... How do I locate all of these animals? <laughs> like, can you, so, I, and I know you said they're going to come to me. I get that. But, like, can you tell me a time frame that all of this is going, because the way that my brain works and the way that my wiring is, I want to be prepared. And not only that, I want to make sure that you're not getting ready to give me something. And I'm like, I don't know what no orangutans is that, sir. I mean, I know you got, but, like, and, and, and low-key, I'm not going to hold you. I'm scared of cats. So can you send the tigers last? Leopards, everything that's in the big tiger family. I don't care. Kittens, can you send them last, sir? Okay. Like, I would have fed into the details of what I was not, not realizing that God already pre-calculated that. My challenge to you is, 
Identify the areas that you went ahead and counted yourself out. Can you make it a custom design? Can you go ahead and let this conversation permeate into your soul and really have it where you're like, you know what? It's not even going to be a concern anymore. I'm not even going to subscribe to that. I understand that God knows that I stutter, so he's going to send me an errand. I understand that whatever it is that God has for me, he's not giving me a task that's too big. He gave me the free space to go ahead. If I don't want that closet right there, I can knock that down and make it a sitting area. He never said I had to make myself fit into this house. He said build the house and custom design it because that's your yes and amen. Do you understand that? I felt so free after having that conversation because I feel like that's another scheme of the enemy to try to go ahead and be the trickster and the liar that he is to make someone in bondage to their future, not realizing that God already factored that in. You don't have to be scared one day that I'm scared of loving. God, I don't really, I mean, I want to be a wife, but I don't really, I have trust in issues and I have, listen, you don't think he already knows that, you know, and I'm going to raise my hand, the right one to be exact. That was me. You want me to be in love, love, like all walls and stuff down like God, you saw what I've been through, <laughs> sir. I'm not, he was like, listen, I'm sending you somebody with the patience of Job. Okay, great. By the time that he's done with you, you're not even going to have any of those custom built walls you tried to put up. Cause that's not the house I have for you. I was like, Oh God, you be knowing. He was like, I know I'm God. And he did the gang sign. I was like, oh, not God. But you know what? That's how me and God roll. Don't, um, Judgment free phone call member. Okay. Just want to make sure you're not spreading rumors. Um, but I want you to feel shackless. I want to break every shackle that the enemy even tried to go ahead and tell you, yeah, but that's not you. You know, you a little bit too rough around the edges. Yeah, but you a little, you can be real judgmental at some time. You know what? Yeah, but your house don't be clean all the time, but you don't. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Custom build it. Maybe you don't do good with big spaces. Maybe you, like, find the areas within yourself that the enemy is trying to make a concern and say, how can I custom build this to make sure that I am still in compliance with God's blueprint, but that I don't feel in bondage to who I may or may not be? That's the challenge. That's how you're going to overcome some of the greatest things. Because the goal is when you get to this, when you get up the steps to the stage of arrival, you will then see everything that tried to trip you up, which is trying to give you a picture that God never painted. God never said, this is the bed you have to sit in lay on in life this is the car you have to drive all the time he never put you in a small space and was like make it work he put you on a big earth and said now go ahead and be great you see the difference oh so freeing what a mighty God we serve God thank you seriously if nothing at all you freed me today and and I I just like, if I wasn't a gangster, I would cry right now. Like, seriously, it's just the spiritual hug that I felt after feeling that. I love the fact that God didn't even allow that concern 
to grow into a fear. He was like, ah, 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 devil, Mm-mm, that's my baby. I'm not going to let you do that. And because I know that she keeps her ear to me, and I know that I, the husband that she has I gave to her, mm-mm, you can't touch that one. Can't touch this. Mm-mm, I, couldn't, I couldn't help it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> but I feel like you got what you needed. Mm, this conversation was good. This conversation, you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, sir, ma'am. Hmm? Okay. Not the average person is going, who else is going to pour their tea, sip it with you, and then drink it again? Excuse me. Listen, nobody else but me, your favorite homegirl, okay? But um, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. I saw a missed call by my son, and it better not be nothing serious because I don't got the time. But I'm going to talk to you later, okay? All right. Later.